hoaxes and other fake news stories. This is Uncovering the Truth with Rudy Giuliani and Dr. Maria. Guarding against misinformation. Fake news. And it doesn't seem to be making a difference. Using common sense thinking with New York Street Smarts. Now with Dr. Maria, here's Rudy Giuliani. Welcome to Uncovering the Truth with Rudy Giuliani and me, Dr. Maria. And we are sponsored by the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. Well, I want to thank our audience. You communicate very well with Mayor Giuliani and I. You write through our websites. We both have websites. And I appreciate the feedback and the fact that you think we listen to you, which we we do. We're in tune with what Americans feel is going on in our country, and nobody's very happy. When we think about the New York school system, right? Well, just let, let's just say school systems in general. You want to think they're safe. They're um, an area where you learn. You're pushed for higher learning. No, we've seen it that we've dummied down things, and it's not a safe place. A young lady recently committed suicide because she was taunted and beat up. But it's not just that, if that wasn't enough. The schools, the the area around the schools is becoming very violent. 18 kids were shot leaving school from 2022 to 2023. This school year? This school year. And three killed. 18 shot, three killed. Walking out of school. Yeah. So you think... Little children killed walking out of school. Is that a civilized city? Not I don't at think all. so. I, I wouldn't accept that if I, if I were the mayor. Gee, I once was, and I didn't accept it. You know what I did? I said the hell with the schools and the boards and everybody. I, I put cops in every school. Yeah. And they said, you can't put cops in every school. I said. Uh, Why not? <laughs> I said, you're going to stop me? You're going to stop me? I'll just send 20 in if I have to. You're not going to stop me. I'm putting. Th- those schools are as much. Uh, part of my jurisdiction as ever, any other place in in New York. In fact, they belong to the city of New York. It's property of the city of New York. I have every right to prevent crime from happening there, and uh, you don't. You 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 encourage it. And approximately fifty percent of us pay taxes, right? So we should have a say where our tax dollars go. And I bet you, fifty percent will say we want to protect our like children. 70, it was more like seventy-five to eighty percent want to. I mean, parent, parents and teachers are, have been at war for years. They just didn't know it. They now know they're at war. Uh, parents were 75 to 80 percent wanted cops in the school. Of course. And the, and the school and the uh, communist uh, teachers union did not. Uh, they wanted teachers to not have tenure, 70 to 80 percent of parents. Teachers union wants tenure. Yeah. Uh, they How do wanted, we get rid of oh, they sorry. wanted all to, They wanted uh, a pay, pay for, for performance. Yeah. Instead, everybody gets the same pay no matter how lousy they are. Yeah, George Bush talked about that. And, they want, and they want charter schools right now, 75%. And all the black politicians and the teachers are against it. You know, I don't know how to say this sensitively enough, but the way the Democrats treat the black population is if they can't think for themselves. They have to have a dummy down curriculum because they're not smart enough to um, compete. They are. They're they're just as equal as any other colored person. It's all about opportunity. Everybody in America has opportunity to excel. Doctor, I mean, I, there's never. I mean, except for except for crazy, crazy scientists, there's never been any indication 
that uh, your uh, skin color affects your your uh, intellect. Right, of course it doesn't. Or your decency or morality or it's what happens to you after you're born. And um, you see black families, there's a whole kind of thing about black families. First of all, until about the 1930s, black families were stronger than white families. If you look at the statistics, more blacks were married, stayed married, didn't get divorced. Yeah. Da 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 da. Black families outside of the damage done by welfare are just as strong, if not stronger, than white families. In the seventies, welfare is what killed it. A lot of yeah, I I, I don't disagree. In the seventies, there was a lot of sociologists who did um, research on the breakdown of the black family, and crime was soaring in black neighborhoods, and I think. We all, whether you're black or white, we have to look at how we're bringing up our children, what we're exposing our children. You shouldn't have children if you're not going to dedicate your life to keeping them safe and teaching them. Like, to me, all kids should know how to read before they go to school. That's one thing I committed to my children. They're going to read before they go to school. It's going to give them a leg up. Like, we have to take responsibility as parents to really push our kids to be all that they can be. But our school system is broken. And I don't know, Rudy, how do we get rid of teachers' unions? How do we? We have to. Uh, is is they, it the they, teachers they, voting they, them they, out? Uh, there is an article today, uh, I think it's an editorial in the Post, that raises the question, is the UFT racist? I, I don't know that it's racist. I am more than willing to say and prove to you that it's communist and has been for a very, very, or communist influenced dramatically. And part of the breakdown in our education and their desire to break it down is what Marx told them to do. And part of their vicious attack on God is part of their communism. And part of their vicious attack on conservative morality is, uh, you know, giving out condoms, uh, talking about sex to five-year-olds, all this stuff. disgusting. This is all written about by Marx and Engels as a way to destroy morals and you can take over a country. That's right. Destroy history. And they're succeeding, Rudy. That's the problem. Succeeding? They're winning. Yeah, they're winning. They're winning. They're absolutely winning. Now, here, here is a great argument made by the editorial board of the New York Post. They say that 62... 0.2% 0.2% of city uh, charter kids scored proficient on math. Only 45% of public school students. In reading, it's 57 to 47. The gap for black students is astounding. Those in charter schools, 63.9, proficient in math. That's a good number, isn't it? Yeah. In public schools, 28%. Yeah, yeah. How about in math? I'm sorry, that was, it. That was, uh, that was math. And now in reading, 58%. Proficient in charter schools, 35 in public schools. 29% of city black students now attend a charter school. 29%. Yeah. Another 8% are at private or Catholic schools. So that's now 30, that's now 37% of black students, over a third, have bailed out of the public school system. And there's at least another third begging to get out. And at least another third. Yeah, if if uh, if charter schools were allowed to grow to their natural uh, number, yeah, uh, 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 two thirds of black students in this city would be in charter schools, and well over a majority of them would be doing just as well, if not better, uh, than white students in math and in 
and in uh, and, and in reading. The, the, these children are our future, and we didn't have a Department of Education till what the seventies? Was it developed in the seventies? Anytime the government gets involved in anything, it's going to go down the tube. When I was CEO of a hospital, I had forty different government agencies who could audit me and, and make up rules. We determined that we spend about $1,000 on each inpatient just on bureaucracy. Nothing to do with the care you're getting or research or anything better. It was all spent to hire people to deal with the government bureaucracy. If, 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 if you know that a charter school can get black students up to 64% proficient in math and a public school can't do any better than 28%, why would you pre- prevent black students from going to charter schools? It's ridiculous. Because your job as a teacher is more important. The teachers' union opposes charter schools, let's be clear, because they don't have the same union protections with charter schools. They're not treated as entitled, privileged, white supremacists. <laughs> I am so sick of hearing that crap. It's just bull The crap. teachers are, tr- are treated like white supremacists in, in, in the school system. At least that's what Democrats would say if they use their rules correctly. Well over 60% of the teachers are white. Uh, the, the state teachers are 80% white, and you can't fire them. Yeah. Who can't you fire? Yeah. Nobody. You can fire everybody except the white teachers who do a lousy job of teaching black children. You know, I'm so Why is that not a race issue? Because the I, only... I'm dumbfounded. I don't even know what to say anymore. I did a new education plan about a decade ago because I saw the scores in the United States kept plummeting, plummeting, and I wanted to help out my country. And I wanted um, better education, public education. I happened to send my children to Catholic schools, but I wanted better public education for those that couldn't afford a Catholic school. And I did this great, great plan. But that means we would have to push We'd have to push students to be better. We wouldn't kowtow and say, okay, you're this color skin, so therefore I'm going to have less yeah. expectations yeah. You've got for you. You've got, I mean, it's really a philosophical change that has to be made and a very difficult and important one, and that is the school should be about the children, not the teachers. That's right. Amen. And, and if you're a bad teacher, you should get kicked out. Yep. And in charter schools, they can do that. In public schools, they can't do that. And the real reason they oppose charter schools is they don't want to give up that tenure, which is which destroys destroys public schools. The, the, the teachers' union is not racist. The teachers are not racist. They are selfish. Uh, they only care about themselves. They don't care about the students. Oh. If they cared about the students, the union would say, "We're going to go with our. We're going to we're going to give the most representation to our best teachers, and we're going to give the least representation to our worst teachers, because our worst teachers maybe should find something else to do, even though we would lose their dues." Yeah, yeah. You know, we have this dumbing down in the school systems, but we also have this in our justice system that, again, they are being racist by picking out um, black people and saying, you know what, they had a tough upbringing, I'm not going to prosecute. When we look at the Michigan shooter, they could have got him. It was, again, a Soros-funded DA. and he, they could have got him on a 2019 gun felony. But no, they, they, they put the, there's this thing going on. They made it a misdemeanor. They didn't, yeah. they didn't, they didn't even enter it as a, as a conviction. 
They, they, they removed it as a conviction, so he was able to get a gun and then go kill a bunch of people. Thank you, George Soros. Chalk up one more group of uh, people that you have gotten killed. Uh, by the way, uh, when you chalk it up, it turns out to be about 70% black people you're getting killed, George. Yeah. Well, look at Chicago every weekend. Chicago is a disaster with a, with a Soros prosecutor. St. Louis is a disaster with a Soros prosecutor. And Philadelphia that- is a joke. With a Soros prosecutor, 80% of the people being killed in, in Philadelphia are black, and a large percentage of them are kids. They're kids. You talk about racism, boy. That's racism. And in every major city, they are doing statistics, and it's all recidivism. So it's the same people committing the crimes. So attack it. This representative, Angie Craig, she is from, she's a Democrat from Minnesota. She was attacked um, in her building, and she, she may, said she may have been a defund the police one, by the way. She may have been, but now that she's been attacked, she says, "You know what? I'm assault number thirteen. This guy has attacked twelve people before me, and why aren't we doing something about this recidivism? If I was a black leader, I would stand up and say, "You know what, Democrats, stop saying I'm more stupid than anybody else. Stop saying." I need you to let me get away with crimes. Yeah, I can't get identification. Yeah, like stop it. <laughs> I would be so insulted to be part of the Democrat Party because, remember, they were the party of slavery. But somehow they've done a great job of conning this black population. Yeah, I don't know how they can even maintain their name any longer where they change so many names that have something to do with slavery. No uh, institution had more to do with slavery than the Democrat Party. I have no idea how they can how they can do that. But of course, here in New York, we may have the worst. Alvin Bragg, um, this time this time uh, 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 a man named Valentino Tablong, who who uh, who was beaten up viciously in in Mount Sinai Hospital, oh, a yes. hospital I have a great deal of affection for. He was given a terrible beating. Uh, uh, the guy who gave him uh, the beating was let out immediately. Even though it is required that he be charged with a felony. Yeah, you got a great state law Because he's a healthcare here. worker. Yep. Healthcare workers who are beaten or, or attacked, there's a mandatory uh, uh, there's a mandatory felony count, which then which then would have allowed to set at a high a high bail. They didn't do it, which is a violation of the law. When we come back, uh, let's talk about the lawless disgusting, horrible prosecutors that Soros has put in to destroy our country. We'll be back very shortly. This is Uncovering the Truth with Rudy Giuliani and Dr. Maria. Guarding against misinformation. Fake news. And it doesn't seem to be making a difference. Now, with Dr. Maria, here's Rudy Giuliani. Welcome back to Uncovering the Truth with Rudy Giuliani and me, Dr. Maria, sponsored by the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. Well, I am not a big proponent of marijuana and legalization of marijuana. What we've been seeing in our emergency departments is what we're calling marijuana-induced psychosis. There's been a lot of bad side effects, and we don't even know long-term effects. And so you have a city like New York... And you have a thousand illegal pot stores, only three legal. 1,400 illegal cannabis shops 
operates citywide. Yeah, one not far from Adams. Office. And then only there were only three legal. Since the time they've made it legal, the amount of marijuana use has proliferated exponentially. Uh, just what we predicted, you know, they, they, they say, well, why don't you make drug use legal? Then you'll take organized crime and everybody else out of it. No, you will not. They will get more involved in it because the black market is always more uh, likely to be used by people who do things like smoke dope. So we have a thousand illegal illegal cannabis shops now, 1,400 that we didn't have before. And, you know, fentanyl's been found in marijuana, and it's been found in vaping. It's it's ten times more dangerous than it ever was to have these illegal, uh, non-regulated shops. And uh, and this whole idea that the city's going to make a fortune from this, not no. with three shops, you're not. No. The, money's, the money is going to the, the, all the These guys ones. aren't yeah. paying taxes. Yeah. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, it, 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 and this is Adams. This and his, his future, for, his, here's what he's building. Uh, there's an article today showing the incredible number of people leaving New York, New Jersey, and uh, Connecticut. Ridiculous. And all people who are paying the bills. Yeah, that's that's just ridiculous. So what's he doing? He's basing our economy not on finance, not on law, not on even entertainment. He's basing our economy on gambling. We're going to gamble like crazy and get (laughs) tax money from that. That's great. The more the more money we make on gambling, the more our population become gamblers. That good. The more money we make on marijuana, the more our population become marijuana users, and then many of them, as a result of that, become cocaine, heroin, and expose themselves to fentanyl, and who knows what the hell else. I mean, this is crazy stuff. Then we encourage people not to work, and we treat the people who are illegally much better than the people that are here. We're not going to have a city left if Adams keeps doing this. It's happening in every blue city. <laughs> the worst thing we could have done is made marijuana legally. Well, Colorado's having a terrible time with car accidents. Well, that's what they told us in, Col- in Nashville. They said that the, 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 the uh, Nashville is doing beautifully, and the only danger is uh, the, the Democrat leadership, yep. which, is, yeah, they want- which is a disaster. They, the taxes they charge are driving businesses out. Yeah, uh, they say every place around crime, crime Nashville is, is very red, but the Nashville leadership in their largest city is very blue, and they don't like it. So they're hoping to make some changes, and they have power in their vote, and I hope they do. We've had a great time with Kid Rock. Yeah, so uncovering the truth is very Where's popular, I have to tell you, and we get invited to a lot of things. So being uh, a host of this popular show and Mayor Giuliani being world famous. We got invited to Kid Rock's Honky Tonk in Nashville. And um, the mayor got to do some live streaming there. And then we got to go out to Kid Rock's home. He was a gracious host, real nice guy. He gave, um, he bestowed upon the mayor a hat. And I'm not sure if I could even say what's written on it. No, can but I? it's nice. I'll, I'll, wear, <laughs> I'll wear it. I'll wear it for one of my my eight o'clock live streams. Uh, but here we, a, had, a, we had a great talk about, you know, he's about politics and about his being conservative in a liberal world and uh, the challenges that he's had and how he dealt with it, which is really quite 
remarkable, brave guy. Very, very brave. You know, he reminded me, I have a deep passion and love for New Hampshire. And he has a deep passion and love for Michigan. That's where he's from. But because of the changes in the way they are letting criminals out, the school systems, he is now a Tennessee resident. And we see that happening more and more, people leaving their home places they love. Yeah, and you can see why. Because actually, it's also true. If you get out of the city... And he, he lives in a, you wouldn't, you call it a little beyond a suburb. Uh, so yeah, I call them it, exurbs. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, Because uh, he's got property, you know. Yeah, but, but it's still, it's still a 20 minute to 30 minute ride into the city. So yeah. people work in the city. But I mean, these places are so much better than around New York. First of all, there's no crime. The schools are extremely, uh, extremely, uh, uh, responsive to the parents. And there are any number of alternatives. They have charter schools. They have religious schools. They do a lot of homeschooling in places like this, uh, or a mixture of homeschooling and and private schooling. Uh, this is what's going to have to happen. I mean, I've been an advocate of choice and vouchers from the second year that I was mayor. I, I, I went, I took a look at the school system. I probably had a predisposition toward that, and I said, nobody's going to fix this. They won't give me – they're afraid to give me control. They gave Bloomberg control, and he did some good things with it. But they knew that if they gave me control, I'd have done the same thing as that. I did a crime. If we, have, I would have changed it. I'd have kicked them all out. If we had a government agency like the Department of Education who really cared about our future and cared about these kids, they would defund any teacher that's an activist. If scores fell below a certain level, they couldn't get funding anymore. we got to put real pressure to make change. But we don't have a government for the people. We don't have a government who says these kids' minds are extraordinary. It doesn't matter what color they are. They can go beyond. We've seen it. We've seen a homeless person become a Harvard graduate. Our minds can do anything. We just need the right opportunities to do it. But I wanted to say another thing. We got invited to do our show at Daytona today, but we've been traveling a lot, and we, we couldn't make it, but we want to thank the people. Yeah, wish at, them luck. Uh, Hope everybody's wish safe. Wish them luck, and um, real exciting. I used to <laughs> work at the inpatient medical center, our infield medical center, sometimes, at the NASCAR racetrack in Loudoun, New Hampshire. And it is noisy, and it kind of smells like oil well, and been, gas. It's been not for couple. everybody. <laughs> I've been to a couple. I was in the lead car once. Uh, and, I, and of course, they are heavily Republican, so we feel very comfortable there. <laughs> you know, I've been bringing out on your live stream, I've been talking about East Palestine you know, you're for one a of, while. You're one of the first to do it. And now I'm glad that many news shows are uh, talking about it. Has Biden mentioned it yet? I don't think he's mentioned it, and it took 11 days for Pete Buttigieg to even mention it. (laughs) The, I don't know, Commissioner of Transportation, I don't know his official title, but here's what upset folks about the way Buttigieg talked about it. He downplayed what happened in East Palestine. He said, you know, there are a thousand train derailments every year. Yeah, there may be, and that's terrible, but how often is toxic chemicals put in your water, in your lungs? I mean, that was showed such insensitivity 
to what is happening there. And then they do a controlled burn. And I don't know if this was right or wrong to do the controlled burn, but here's what happened with the chemicals that go into this PVC piping. When you burn it, it turns into a phosgene gas. This was used during World War I to choke and kill the enemy. Yeah, yeah, that's where they began gas. Yeah, and most of these people depend on well water. So this needs, it takes time. It seeps into the groundwater, gets into your well water. So if you test it now, it may not show. We don't know if these people will have cancer in 20 years. It is definitely the responsibility of the railroad owner, but also our government needs to help. If we can help Ukrainians, we can help our people Get out of that area so we can clean their homes, do proper testing. So how do, why do we keep this guy Biden? He's completely useless. And when we get back, uh, we'll take your calls and we'll discuss just how useless Biden is because it's getting absurd now. With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYPD. I see. Talk Radio 77 WABC. This is Uncovering the Truth with Rudy Giuliani and Dr. Maria. Guarding against misinformation. Fake news. And it doesn't seem to be making a difference. Now, with Dr. Maria, here's Rudy Giuliani. This is Rudy Giuliani back with you on Uncovering the Truth with Dr. Maria, sponsored by T2T.org, Tunnel to Towers. So, uh, uh, Biden. Uh, Where is he? So I was he's begging. Missing, so for eight days, a balloon outfitted with the most uh, sophisticated surveillance equipment uh, that any that China can muster gets a free tour, a free tour of our missiles, of our missiles, and is not taken down until they are satisfied that they got all the shots they wanted. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And the excuses given are complete lies. Yeah, they could have done it over Line the Aleutian Island. We couldn't take it down because we would hurt people below. Well, they took down three, and they didn't hurt anybody. Of course they could have taken it down. There are seven people for every one mile in Montana. My goodness. And they took three down, right, without any incident like that. Uh, the, uh, the, the uh, Also, then we got the – well, they're not really dangerous because the – the uh, satellites get the same um, photo. Are they uh, photographs? That's not true. It's much closer. Not, the satellites are eons away. These are only. This was only sixty thousand miles yeah. uh, above the Earth, which makes it uh, uh, virtually where a an, an, uh, commercial aircraft is. And they got plenty of great shots. And now our intelligence services are aware of that and telling us the truth about it. We call- and finally. Biden doesn't send up a missile to take it down before it does damage. And what does he do? He sends up a missile to take down a uh, a balloon, a bottle cap balloon that's worth 12 bucks. You know, I don't believe any of it, though. I, I can't say that. Is this just a story? Because they sent up the fighter jets to, to do eyes on, a visual. They couldn't tell that it was a bottle cap balloon. Like. 
Is this just a lie? Was it another spy thing? And it's a lie to kind of calm us all down. Last week on Uncovering the Truth, I said, where is our president? Doesn't matter whether you like him or not. Our president had should have come out to the people. We were all nervous. What is happening? And he didn't. He hid. Same with this East Palestine issue. Well, they're Republicans, so they were they, they deserve to die. You know, that's out there. That seventy percent of that town voted for Trump, and that's why they're, well, they're not getting help. So why should they get that's help? That's terrible. Yeah. If there's any truth to that, of course there's truth to it. You, oh, come on. Do you have any doubt well, that if this I, were one of their one of their uh, uh, groups that they exploit, that they w- wouldn't be all over this? I guess and, I and blame I, it on white uh, supremacy. <laughs> the, the railroad would be a group of white supremacists. Oh, do, you know, do you know that railroad track is a white supremacist? Just the railroad track in itself. It's it's racist. What are you talking about? I don't know. Buttigieg, oh, I heard Buttigieg was saying bridges are racist. I heard, that. <laughs> I heard that. Now, where does he come up with that thousand of these a year? Why don't they just fire him? I mean, is he useless jackass anyway? Yes, well, we're going to take a call from Mario. Good morning, Mario. Hey, Dr. Maria. Hey, Rudy. How are you, Mario? Going to hit you with some bombshells. Go ahead. We're ready. I've got my... I have my... I have my jacket on. American Marine military warrant officer veteran. We have the technology. We have drones that could have attached to that original balloon, brought it down before it was on U.S. soil, when it was on the water or on the edge of U.S. soil, and it could have been put in a in a, uh, uh, a lead-based, in case there was radioactivity, and sealed in case there was biological weapons like Corona COVID-19, and then we could have, and people in hazmat suits or robots could have taken it apart and examined it. It was ridiculous to let it go. It shows that Biden doesn't know what the hell he's doing. He never served in the military. He openly avoided it. And his son, Hunter, sold drugs in the military, which he should be doing life in Leavenworth. And also what I want to bring up is you said that the Democrats are the party of slavery, it was our ancestors, Rudy, and Dr. Maria's ancestors, the Irish Brigade in, um, in New York, and 33,000 Christian Catholic Italian warriors sent by Garibaldi to fight for the Union, to crush the Confederacy, to bring an end to slavery. And one of them was Luigi Palma di Cesnola, who rose to the rank of Brigadier General, later curator of the New York Metropolitan Museum of Art, and winner of the Congressional Medal of Honor, along with Joe Bataglione, later Chef Boyardee, and Father <laughs> Vincent Capadano. This is our ancestry. Yeah. And the bottom line is, we made a difference for the better. But yeah, we I did. Damn it. You're absolutely right, my friend. I'm glad. I'm so glad you brought up that history. And also the history that Italian-Americans are the second most uh, 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 hung uh, minority. Yeah, they had in a the country, huge lynching. The largest lynching, number of yeah. lynchings is after blacks are Italian American yeah. and then Jews. Yeah, I always Louisiana. thought it would have been Jews uh, a second, no. but I guess I guess there were a heavy number of Italian Americans in like in New Orleans and places like that, and they were considered little you know swarmy creatures. Well, my family was not in this country, and um, no, I, mine wasn't either. Yeah, at yeah that time. and I do have half from Italy and other from Belgium, Armenia, but. Um, yeah, it's it's just awful that the way I think the black people are being demon uh, belittled, I guess is the better word, being belittled by the Democrat Party. 
in almost in a different type of servitude. Like, yeah, from the almost, yeah, yeah. almost, almost from the very beginning, slavery was controversial. There were a large number. Could it have been a majority even back at, at the beginning that were against slavery? Uh, and even the ones that were for it were extremely mixed about it, which actually helped uh, to bring emancipation about because it was never accepted. It was always fought about right from the beginning. I mean, uh, Jefferson, I think he was 27 years old. He was young. Was going to introduce a resolution to ban slavery in Virginia. Yep. And he was told that he would ruin his career and he didn't do it, which would you, which you could see as an act of political cowardice yeah, or a realistic act at that time. Had he done it, he'd have been out of politics, and who knows who would have written the Declaration of Independence, and would it have been written as well, Yeah, and would it have had the impact that it He had? would have lost South Carolina's vote on something. I forget what it is right off, off bat, but he got threatened if you put that in this particular bill. That, but he, uh, was, he was intellectually yeah. a, an opponent of slavery. Hey, even George Washington was. Even though he had slaves, he really was against this that and then the thing. northern part of the country, even back in the colonial days, was dead set against it. Yeah. Dead set against yeah. it. Uh, and when you look the at the Civil War, yes, the Republican Party, come on, the Republican Party was founded as an anti-slavery party. Yeah. That's why Lincoln joined it, because it was the anti-slavery party, the Tory party, that had exi- the Whig party that, it, it, that had um, preceded it was anti-slavery, but not 100%. They sort of split, and everybody in the Republican Party was anti-slavery. Well, so, let's go to Michigan with Ted. Ted. Good There's morning. a big anti-slavery Good state, Michigan. Good morning, Mayor and Dr. Maria. How are you, Ted? Doing well, doing well. Just curious, Mayor, uh, how can we, and Dr. Maria, how can we end teacher tenure, and does that play a role in the uh, destruction of our uh, public schools. Yeah, I think it it plays one of the big roles in the destruction of our public schools. I think it's one of the reasons why they oppose, you know, why they oppose uh, charter schools, uh, because charter schools don't provide tenure, and they don't want, uh, they don't want there to be a majority of teachers who don't have tenure. And, uh, And they, it isn't just tenure they fight. They fight any form of differential pay. So how do you manage a system you know, you're right. It's like be like a baseball team played paid everybody the same thing, whether you were a 150 hitter or a 340 hitter. You wouldn't win very much if you did that, right? We need the teachers to do a revolution. I've mentioned this education plan that I did first. a deck. Yeah, put the kids first. I keep mentioning this education plan I did in my presentation. I take out the curriculum of an eighth grade in Kansas in 1885, something like that. Most college graduates today could not do the testing. That's how far we've gone downhill. Every day I'm seeing the news that we're going to rewrite language, we're going to change words and their meaning, or now they've hired sensitivity readers to look at our classics, to reread the classics and remove words that may be offensive. I think it's important to look at what things were at that time. Yeah, yeah. I, How I, do I, we I get a it, sense of it, true in, history? In, fa- in fact, if we, we did do bad things in our history. The thing about America is not that it didn't do bad things. America has had this wonderful uh, ability 
more than any other country I can think of in human history to correct it. I, I agree with you. You know, yeah. we, uh, uh, we don't correct it right away, and we don't correct it immediately, but... But we don't hide from it. But if you look at slavery, I, you think slavery was around for 2,000 years. I don't know any place where there was as much of a, re, of a reaction to it as in the beautiful, wonderful United States of America. What country went to war and lost um, more people in that war than any other war we fought? Because we disagreed about yeah. freedom. Yep. You know, slavery has – look at Egypt, right? The pyramids were, were built on slaves – I mean, there's still slavery going on. Yeah, and, who, and did Egypt did Egypt uh, go have a civil war over slavery? No. I mean, come on. Or in, uh, let's face it, Africa still has slavery yeah. in some places. Have they had civil wars over slavery? Sri Lanka still today has slavery. Yeah, I mean, it's it's amazing. And why don't uh, why doesn't America get credit for that? I mean, that that's a that's a that's a thing. That, and that comes out of our founding fathers who were complicated men. Of course. They were complicated men of their times. Half of them were dead set against slavery, like Hamilton yeah. and John Adams. I mean, John Adams yeah. had a hard time sitting with anybody that owned slaves because yeah. he was a you know, tough guy. He yep. was a very rigid guy. Yes, he was. Uh, but then his wife would tell him. His wife would actually, if you look at some of the letters, his wife loved Jefferson, by the way. I don't mean that way, but no, no, she good, loved his good intellect. Friendship. She yeah. always felt that he was a good influence on I have a book of those letters. Yep. Yeah. She always felt that uh, Jefferson was a good influence on him, expanded his mind. And she, would, and she would point out to him that these people oppose it also. They just come from a different background that you come from, and they got to hold their areas together also. Uh, the whole thing could fall apart. So this was a complicated issue. But there were, the point that I'm trying to make is it would not be, I don't think, shocking to say that from the time this became an issue in America, half the Americans were opposed to it, half. And then certainly that was true by the time we fought the Civil War. And, the, and Mario's absolutely right. An awful lot of Catholics who are now being persecuted fought. And the Catholic religion is vehemently anti-slavery. Yeah. I was taught by the nuns, how horrific slavery was. Yeah, and when you think, looking back in our history, all the volunteer units, so we had federal army, but there was a lot of volunteer units. We had a very famous one in New Hampshire that said this is wrong. To enslave people is wrong, and they volunteered to go and fight against their countrymen for what was right. And when they say, well, the Civil War really wasn't about slavery. It was about economics. And Bull. Why did he have to do the Emancipation Proclamation yeah. Yeah. when he thought he was losing the morale of the, of the people? Because he realized he had to put the war on the high plane. Wars are always about a lot of things. Yeah. And they're always, uh, at times, when a country is good as ours, they're about very high-minded things like saving Europe or uh, saving people from communism. There also might be lower, idea, lower motivations. But uh, Lincoln did the Emancipation Proclamation to put the war on that footing so, because he knew he would get more support. They were losing. He was, he, was, he was becoming very unpopular, and he knew if he put it on an idealistic footing, he would get an enormous number of recruits, mm. young men who just hated slavery. Yeah. White men yeah. who hated slavery. Black men also died in the Civil War, but 
these white supremacists, these people who died to end slavery were white supremacists? Give me a break. Uh, it's so ridiculous. So, by the way, a really, really good movie named Glory, G-L-O-R-Y, of course, that's a good R-Y, about the Massachusetts 54th Regiment. In those days, they call it a colored regiment. Um, fantastic movie with Matthew Broderick. You will be deeply moved by this by this movie. So let's see who else would like to. We have a board full of people trying oh, to. We're going to have to break right now. We'll oh, break right break. now. That'll okay. give us more time when we come back. So hold on, people. We'll get to you as soon as we come back. This is Uncovering the Truth with Rudy Giuliani and Dr. Maria. Guarding against misinformation. Fake news. And it doesn't seem to be making a difference. Now, with Dr. Maria, here's Rudy Giuliani. This is Rudy Giuliani with Dr. Maria on Uncovering the Truth, brought to you by Tunnel to Towers, the organization that takes care of our members of uh, the military and the civilian law enforcement who put their lives at risk for us. And they're there for them when they lose their lives or get seriously injured. So you'll be there, $11 a month, okay, for sure. So shall we take another call? Yes, let's go with George. Good morning, George. Good morning. Thank you so much for taking my call. Uh, I was wondering, I'm really puzzled, okay, how come there's no more investigation in looking into the offshore account of the Bidens and some of their associates. Great question, George. I mean, this is <laughs> so much of a must. He, he compromised, and sometimes I wonder how much really his interest and his administration is with us rather than our enemies. Can you please answer that? I can answer it directly. In uh, January, late January of 2020, I uh, went to I went to uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, with Bob Costello, my attorney, and I met with the U.S. attorney and the FBI in Pittsburgh at the request of Attorney General Barr, and I turned over to them all the evidence I had of numerous crimes by Joseph Biden, including uh, an easily outlined RICO case involving millions and millions of dollars in bribes from countries that were enemies of ours, like I consider Russia and China to be enemies of ours, and then others that were questionable, Uh, Kazakhstan, Romania, uh, the people were questionable. The same thing with Ukraine, where they were organized criminals. And in addition to that, I turned over the identity of a woman who worked for Burisma, the crooked company that the Bidens got anywhere from eight to $20 million out of as bribes to fix a case for Burisma. And I had the identity of a woman in Ukraine who wanted to come forward, give up the offshore accounts that the Bidens and others used. She was in charge of doing that for 11 years for Burisma. Her husband had been an owner and had, had died or been killed. And, um, she wanted to go in the witness protection program. And and we turned them over to the FBI, and the FBI agents there were extremely excited about it, as good FBI agents would. The U.S. attorney was extremely excited. They remained in contact with Bob for about three weeks, and then they just blew us away. We never heard from them again. Just like Mr. Bobulinski did one interview, 
explained that Joe Biden was involved in getting the bribe money and was never interviewed again. Let's face it, we have a corrupt government. And I, I do thank President Trump for bringing it out about the, the swamp. Um, I don't think, uh, and I think many people are like me, we didn't realize how deep it was. And there's an elite class of people who are protected. It's terrible. Now that it's exposed, we we got to try to get it back. Our country, like you said earlier, the Marxist communist regime is winning you know, in our country. Could I say something I ever said before? What? I don't know why the press turned on me the way they did when I started bringing this out. Because my record on this is so clear, and their record is re- is really so slimy. Almost every single one of the people who oppose me has been investigated for some slimy dealing or other. You, you know some of it. You don't know others. I know it because I was in the Justice Department so long. I mean, these are basically crooked people. And why would I bring out this stuff on Biden if it wasn't true? Right. You, I remember you saying, this is going to be bad. I wish I didn't have this in my lap, all this stuff about doesn't Biden. It all, doesn't, hasn't it all proven to be true? Is, yeah. there anything, is there anything I allege that has been uh, disproven? No, as a matter of fact, President Trump says that to anybody who will listen. Rudy was right. <laughs> Rudy was right. Hey, how about this one, too? So our caller, George, was talking about, you know, offshore accounts. You told your story of evidence you had. How about there's been 150 red flags on accounts that have to do with the Bidens? Yeah, that was but the Janet Yel- Yeltsin will not give it over to Congress. Not just her. Yeah. The uh, Trump uh, uh, Treasury Department hid those, too. <sighs> Unbelievable. His appointees there double-crossed him. We should just do... We. Uh, I mean, Trump, Trump had a certain number of people in his administration that either didn't believe it or were part of it and wanted to come out of the administration still being part of it, meaning being part of the Washington-accepted yeah. society yeah. where they write nice editorials about you and you get invited to all the phony parties... <laughs> And they were all a bunch of stinking, miserable crooks. Yeah. Who, who's killing and do nothing. And do nothing for our country except ruin it. When you were talking about education before, Ronald Reagan, I think, originally when he ran, wanted to do away with the Department of Education. That'd be a great idea. Like, like, like they did with Roe against Wade and other things, why not leave it to the states? states yeah. That's where education used to be. Yeah, that's right. In fact, he didn't even be in the state. He'd be in the local... Yeah. It'd be in the local towns and cities. Yeah. And and return to the parents. P- put it under their control. Yeah. They gotta get more involved in it anyway. And and I'd like to see things change a little bit similar to how they do things in Deutschland. Like when you start reaching eighth grade and you may not have the willpower or the desire to go to college, but you'd like to get involved in trades. It's almost like two different sections, one that's going to go on to university and one that's going to go on to trade schools. So you can start learning trades. So by the time you graduate, you can get a good job in a trade with just a little bit more uh, internship. Well, I mean, that, that, would, that would help a great deal. But I really do think if you got Washington the hell out of uh, oh, K through 12. I agree with you. Uh, some, of them, some of these places with Democrat uh, leadership would suffer for a while, yeah. like they're suffering with murder. But once the people were smart enough to get rid of these crooked Democrats, 
and uh, let the, and get the and get the party to reform itself and to become the party of the people again, which it can do. It might take five six years to do that, but the Democrat Party needs a big, big, big tremendous licking. So you get rid of all the crooks that are running it and all the dishonest people. You know, it's so funny that we are known, America, as the last beacon of freedom. So all eyes are on us um, because of what's happened in the last two years. In record time, Biden has taken our country and put it in the poop hole. <laughs> um, and everybody's watching us. But there's some resurgence in Europe, right? Italy yeah. Oh, is- yeah, 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 yeah. Conservative, yeah, uh, not conservative just Europe, other places. Yeah. Doctor, how did you feel about the, his examination where that doctor uh, basically avoided cognitive uh, issues completely and said he's in perfect health? A man who's demented is not in perfect health. You can tell that it was um, a really can't po- walk. polished way to say anything. So one of the things you do with a neurological exam is a mental status test. That wasn't released, if you noticed. It just said a neurological exam was performed, but we didn't get the release of the mental health exam. And th- those are different types of questions, like the date, who's the president, well, how can like he be? How can he be in anything but seriously deranged mental health when twice in the last month he thought he talked to his father many, many years after his father died in the White House and went through this elaborate story of his uncle and his father giving them the uh, 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 Purple Heart, but they were both dead within five years, six years before he was in the White House. Isn't that a delusion? I've I've not met a fellow countryman who believes he doesn't have dementia. He never gets, he never, there's something about his Secretary of Defense. He can't remember his name. The other day he called him Secretary of the Military. Uh, Harris, he constantly calls President Harris. Mm. Um, he thought he saw Franklin Roosevelt reading the papers on television. Franklin Roosevelt was dead for five years before there was television. Yeah. I mean, is there any doubt that he's demented? I don't think so. I, and there's a number of programs. I happen to be on Eric Bowling's program with some other medical people. And what type of dementia is the question? Of course, Everybody well, I, believes I no he's idea. got dementia, but some one doctor who was on the show that I was on thought he had a Parkinsonian type dementia because of his stiff gait. His upper body doesn't move what, what that kind much. Of, what kind of dementia goes to Cambodia and thinks they're in Colombia? Well, that can cross a lot of dementias. What, you know. what kind of dementia says hello to the president of Cambodia and thinks it's the president of Colombia? That, it could cross a lot. I mean, yeah, you yeah. have to really be... How hidden. about he's not of sound mind? He is not of sound mind. Okay. And well. we have the complicating factor that he's been a known liar his whole adult yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, Well, God bless America. We're in there. We're going to turn this thing around in 24. That's what we're waiting for. God bless America. Thank you for Talk joining us. Talk to you us. this week. Have a great week.